0: This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media.
1: Hello, and welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier, and we think most important questions. What do you read next? I'm Lisa, co founder of the Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And now the talent for this podcast will introduce
2: themselves.
0: I'm Jen from Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. I'm Emma, one of the co-owners
3: of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont.
2: And I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock,
1: Vermont. If you've heard us before, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use social media to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We do our best to answer all questions we receive in upcoming episodes. And with that, today's recommendations and books talk. For this episode, each bookseller will discuss one book they recommend that answers today's question, and that is from Laura via Instagram, and her handle is itmeLauraB. She is looking for a historical, somewhat fictional adventure. Who wants to start today? And we're all staring at each other, (laughs) but Emma's going to jump right in.
3: So I went more towards the historical semi-fictional was my focus. Not that there's not some adventure in this book. It's just a little bit more off the page. It's Hild by Nicola Griffith, a book that I'm in the middle of right now that Carrie likes. (laughs) So you know it's good. Exactly. When someone puts their
1: arms up and says, (laughs) yes, you know.
3: So Hild follows the maybe the first half of the life of a real woman, Hilda of Whitby, who was a very significant figure in Anglo-Saxon Britain, I am told, by Wikipedia, and by Nicola Griffith. Didn't know anything about Hilda of Whitby before picking up Hild. Just knew that I am obsessed with Nicola Griffith. She is an incredible writer. She does so much research into her characters for all of her books. And that's why I feel like this is a really good one for historical but semi-fictional. Because, of course, this is all kind of made up. And what she imagines would have happened to Hilde, but it's backed by just like a ton of research and information. In the beginning of the book, Hilde is a very young seer for this king who is currently kind of the leader of Britain, but is constantly kind of waiting for somebody to attack him or literally being attacked. And Hild's mother is pretty sneaky and also trying to do some like court politics and intrigue. So in terms of adventure, if you find court politics and political intrigue adventuresome, definitely this book. It is very long. It's just one of those books that you can really sink into because of the just like very thorough kind of descriptions and world building very engulfing and I hear that the sequel Mennawood, which is coming out really soon has a lot more adventure and action but Hild has been compared to Game of Thrones so if you're into kind of medieval historical definitely pick up Hild by Nicola Griffith.
0: There you go. I was going to recommend Washington Black by Essie Edouyan. It came out maybe like four or five years ago. It follows the narrative of this young boy who's born into slavery in the American South, I believe, or in the Caribbean. And when he's still pretty young, he escapes enslavement and ends up traveling north where he befriends slash becomes the apprentice of this young inventor who is kind of like cutting doing cutting edge fake sciency things like they <laughs> they ride around in a hot air balloon so he becomes his apprentice starts learning about science and they form a really or fake science fake science yeah. i guess it was all fake science back then they form a really nice bond the main character is really sweet and you get to watch him grow up and it's a little bit like all the light we cannot see because they play a lot in like the pools by the by the water and, like, do stuff with weird, like, mollusks and stuff. I don't know if anyone else remembers that key part of All the Light We Cannot See. But anyway, (laughs) uh, when she's in France. If anyone else focused on the actual science. (laughs) A very inquisitive, like, narrator who's very easy to fall in love with. It's a slave narrative, but in an updated sort of sense in that it begins with that, but it grows into a broader adventure. So it's not just following this one kind of archetype of what, like, a slave narrative can look like similarly I wanted to plug another classic that I love which would be 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez it kind of does it ties back to an epic multi POV novel as well, which for we discussed sure. elsewhere. But it's a great, great, amazing, amazing novel that follows the history of a fictionalized Colombia over 100 years. There's a bunch of plot points that are allegories for the building of the Banana Republic, wars in Latin America, the decimation of indigenous people, extractive colonialism. But tied up with magical realism and this like dive into one family. So amazing, amazing book.
3: That was a book that made me realize like, oh, classics are good. Yeah, one of the
0: <laughs> one of the only ones, honestly. Uh, and Dracula? Yeah. And Dracula. The only two I'll stand behind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe Love in the Time of Cholera, you could just
0: keep going. Maybe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. And my recommendation, I'm in the middle of this right now, so but I'm loving it so far. I went with historical fiction as well called the whalebone theater by joanna quinn so it's a story in five acts i have just finished the first act you meet the main character's name is christabel and she is three years old and she is a very precocious toddler who is mostly ignored in a giant house her mother has passed and her father after three years because the mother died in childbirth has decided to bring home a new wife because he needs to produce an heir this is happening right after world war one
1: so she's obviously not good enough as the heir
2: yes yeah they need a they need a male heir so a new mother has been brought in and christabel is running around behind the scenes at the moment i believe in act two is where the the story gets its name they live on the coast of england and they have a beach near their house and a big whale washes up on the beach. And then Christabel runs out as very adventurous 12-year-old and with her, with her flag that she's made from stuff at the house. And she stabs her flagstaff into the top of the whale and tries to claim it for herself. Unknown to her, there is a rule in England that anything that washes up on the shore is the property of the king. And so she's 12 and she's angry. And she's now in trouble. And now she's in trouble. And she eventually from from reading the back of the book. The whale carcass is dealt with, but the bones remain on the beach, and she and her siblings create a theater there where they perform like Shakespeare plays and stuff oh, wow. as children. And again, their parents very much ignore them, so they're just kind of running around. The story follows these kids as they grow up then and th- through and into... World War II, which I haven't actually read a lot of World War II fiction, so it's different for me. Oh, Um, wow. How can that be? I know, right? (laughs) You can read
0: about mollusks in all
2: the late Can I see if you want. That's also World War II. That makes me want to read it, (laughs) right? But yeah, so so far, very good. I love the fact that it's following this little girl through all of it, because she's so much more interesting than the adults.
1: I was thinking it's like mollusks traumatized by submarines. You know, probably, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> That's the World War
2: II twist.
1: Excellent. Anything else for historical, somewhat fictional adventures?
2: I didn't know if anybody would go with like a creative nonfiction book at all. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of any that I had read personally and would recommend.
3: Yeah, I can't think. I can think of some that fall into semi-fictional, but not historical.
2: Right.
1: And then I was thinking of, like, how far back do you have to go for it to be historical? You know, does 1970 count at this point in time? I don't know. I mean, sure. Probably. Yeah. those
2: was 50 years ago. Exactly.
1: But then does 2000 count?
3: Much like the question, can you recommend me a beach read, the question, can you recommend
1: me historical fiction... Need some more context. When, do, when, when does history start for you?
2: <laughs> when does it
1: end? Because I, I was trying to think the first book that dealt with 9-11, and I can picture the cover, tan cover with the cityscape. Great when, world spin. Yes, thank you. You know, does that now count as history? I just recommended that book
3: to someone who's looking for historical fiction, but that also, it spans like, You're right, it does
1: go back and forth. Decades. It goes a lot.
3: Frankly, I didn't even remember that it had to do with my life.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember, because again, it was like the first book that I picked up that dealt with that in a historical way. So the collective brain has come up with two sum we discussed. I talked about
0: Hild by Nicola Griffith. I talked about Washington Black by S.C. Ederion and 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez.
2: And I talked about the Whalebone Theater by Joanna Quinn.
1: And with that, we end this episode. Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book. Junction Arts Media, our technical and physical hosts. And these three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, contact us at ShelfHelpUV at gmail.com or reach any of these three fabulous stores using their social media venues. We are here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us. See you next time on Shelf Help.
0: Thank you for listening to this jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find
2: more Upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org.